and it gets to the point where the explanations are just as silly as ridiculous as some of the UFO stories. You don't go to that. <laughs> Hello, the internet. You're listening to Changed My Mind with Luke T. Harrington. This is my show where I talk to people who have changed their minds about big, important things. I'm Luke T. Harrington, award-winning author of both fiction and nonfiction. But once again, don't ask me which awards, because if I tell you, it will sound a lot less impressive. Um... This time around, I had a chance to sit down with Ben Hansen, uh, who is a producer, I believe, and also the host of several paranormal uh, documentaries for uh, Discovery Channel. Um, Ben randomly tweeted at me (laughs) the other day and... um, you know, I, I, I said, man, I, I got to take my shot with this guy. I got to see if I can get him on the show. And I managed to. Um, unfortunately, uh, his producers could only give me 15 minutes. So this is a bit of a short bonus episode. Um, but, you know, we talk a lot about the paranormal on Change My Mind. So I thought it would be, uh, you know, cool to have someone who's out there in the thick of it making those very important paranormal documentaries. (laughs) Um, Ben was a really cool guy. I really enjoyed talking with him. Um, And we, you know, he just kind of went back and forth a little bit about how his um, thinking about the paranormal has changed over the course of his life. So I will let Ben introduce himself to you and I will see you on the other side. Ben, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Luke, how's it going? It is great. Ben is, uh, he's a little bit of everything, TV host mainly with um, Discovery Channel and Sister Sites. He was the host of Fact or Faked, later on UFO Witness, and most recently Shock Docs Hudson Valley. What else? Worked for the FBI, manufactures bulletproof backpacks, which is very, <laughs> what am I leaving out? You've got a resume as long as my arm. So, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, my wife jokes that I need to choose one career path, right? But um, I, I, during the COVID, you know, pandemic, which is still going on, um, I, it, it astounds me that people say they're bored. I'm like that. That is not even in my vocabulary. Um, if you're bored, you're just not curious enough. There's just something going on that you're not, you know, trying to progress in advance. Yeah, I just um, you tweeted at me the other day, and I was like, man, I got to take my shot. <laughs> anytime <laughs> someone, anytime someone mildly famous tweets at me, I'm like, man, I need to get him on my show. Um, so I'm really happy you could. <laughs> Come on. I'm going in, into this interview a little bit blind. I told you to have something in mind that you changed your mind about. Do you have something or? <laughs> well, you know, like, so what I do mostly um, in um, TV hosting, I was into this a long, a long time before I was hosting, but I I investigate what you say, the mystery genres and um, ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot. And, and a lot of people, and of course, there's this theme here that 
what do people believe? How do people with their beliefs? And I'm actually working uh, with Chapman University with two professors doing a study on belief right now. And um, we're, it, it's both a you know qualitative and quantitative where we're betting ourselves with different communities. Now, I, I know it's weird because people like to put this label of are you a believer or a skeptic when it comes to paranormal and Mm-hmm. UFOs and I and I resist the labels um, because I think everybody should be both and um, my beliefs however built on you know do I do I think UFOs aliens visited or do do I think that Bigfoot a, a creature that exists my beliefs I, I kind of look at in, in percentage of probability mm-hmm. and kind of like well the chances are based on my experience and everything that I've encountered are this and this. So, um, I guess you could take, let's go back to when I was, um, probably five years old and I, um, you know, grew up in the late seventies, early eighties. And the cartoons at the time were like Scooby-Doo and Casper, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then sure. you know, the movies like ET and, um, when I was a kid, I was told these things don't exist and (laughs) that it was just more, you know, a ghost was places now. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I have a a religious belief. I always believe there's life after death. I'd never questioned that, Mm -hmm. but that ghosts could haunt a place. They could just kind of hang out. Right. And just be there was silly. It was like, that was like (laughs) legends that people tell in your small towns or whatever. And, so I did have a little bit of a shift, you know, in um, in in uh, my questioning of these things. When um, I guess I would say I was in college, and there was a uh, radio station that would play what they call EVPs, which electronic voice phenomenon. Mm. Yeah. Right. And so you watch the ghost hunting shows. You can take any tape recorder. You can go out and you can start. Um, asking questions in a, an alleged haunted place and then suddenly there's voices that show up now i i heard people playing these recordings on the radio and i'm like that's that's cool that's really cool but you can easily make this up you can easily you know dub this with audio software and so one halloween i took some friends out we went to an old war memorial um park and it was you know creepy but nothing happened there nothing absolutely the whole night we had these two tape recorders running and I come home and I'm listening and playing them back. Now I knew where everyone was standing. I, I had my sisters there and I had uh, my friends and I knew where everyone was standing. The closest person was 10 feet away. And I have this whisper right up against the microphone and it says, get brother, like get brother. And oh. it gave me chills and I'm like, Oh crap. Okay. How is this on my tape recorder? And I played it back and I was worried my parents would be like, what are you guys doing? Because <laughs> ghost hunting at the time was, had a heavy stigma by most people that it was like seances and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And, but my parents fully supported it and they were excited and they're like, play it again, play it again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of what got me hooked. So I shared that experience. And then one other quick one, I was, um, so into UFOs when I was a kid, I, I was always, you know, cutting out newspaper clippings of um, sightings. And um, I always believed now on that one, my parents never 
influence me to say these things aren't real, but it was the general understanding um, that you'd be ridiculed, locked, that it was very fringe. Mm. You couldn't talk to your best friend about it. He's like, really? You're weird. <laughs> and um, I always was into the subject, but it, around college time, I was working um, for Orkin Pest Control, actually, during a summer thing uh, during college. <laughs> and, and I was in Florida, and we decided to take a little cruise at the end of the summer. And me and my friend went on this cruise to the Bahamas. It went overnight, came back. While we're out looking at the stars one night on the cruise ship, um, there's a satellite object traveling in a straight line. Mm. And this, uh, this uh, girl that was with us pointed it out, and she says, what's that? I was about to say, well, duh. I mean, it's a satellite. It's traveling in a straight line. And then the thing starts doing F-turns. I was mm. like, oh, wow. Um, we watched it, and then it took off in a different direction. And I thought about that for days. I made a report to the National Yoga Reporting Center. It was one of those things that kept me awake at night. And I was just thinking of the possibilities. Here, I had, I had researched, thought about, talked about, what if I ever had a sighting? What would it do to me? Mm. And um, I can say that it does change you for a couple days, maybe even a couple weeks. Mm. But what I came away with is if you already had an open belief in something when you actually have what I would call, you know, physical proof, seeing it with my own eyes, it's not necessarily a paradigm shift. Mm. It, it depends on how much it's going to impact your life at that point. Mm -hmm. Now for people who have seen these things, it's, it's kind of like the very next day you still have to go to work or you still <laughs> have to go to school. Mm. So unless it's on your doorstep, let's say like a war that happens, um, you know, like we're having right now, Afghanistan is, is getting out of control. Mm -hmm. People will see that in the news and I go, oh, how horrible, you know, that's awful what's going on there. And, and then it's in the headlines for a couple of weeks, maybe, and then it fades away. Because unless you have someone who you, a loved one who's in the military or you yourself are there, it doesn't impact your daily life. Mm -hmm. unless it's on your doorstep right and so it, it's kind of this weird and all this you know interest for me and belief and how people believe things and how they maintain their beliefs it's a big subject for me and, and that's why we're, we're looking at writing a book um you know with these professors from chapman yeah i used to um for a while i taught high school and i, I just remember i had a student ask me once hey teacher do you do you believe in bigfoot and i was like <laughs> i don't think i Need necessarily need to have an opinion about whether Bigfoot exists. Like, what does that get me? You know, like, unless I'm walking through the woods and I come face to face with Bigfoot, whether or not I believe in Bigfoot is not really material to my day to day life. Um, it's fascinating to think about, you know. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of people fall into that category. They, um, my wife, for example, was with me when we, we had a UFO sighting. It was incredible. It was um, here in Huntington Beach, California, and there was a triangular black um, or, or transparent, for lack of a better term, because it looked like the sky above, but there were three points of light on the sides of it on each point, and it was completely silent. And it cruised over our heads over a stadium while we were jogging. And... Um, 
it was it was very impactful to me and i'm glad she was there because you know i could pinch myself and say did i really see that but she saw it too the uh thing with her though i think she's very representative of many most most people is that instead of going to you know buy all these books on amazon and watching all shows and like i gotta know more about this you know like she she made some phone calls you know or a couple friends and her family and then she just is like okay that's weird and she moves on (laughs) i'm like don't you think about this yeah i mean doesn't doesn't this make you so much more curious about the rest of one of those people it's like well it doesn't affect me right now what can i do about it Hello, thank you so much for listening to Changed My Mind. I will get right back to that conversation you were just listening to. Uh, But before we do that, I wanna talk real quick about the Patreon. We are a listener-supported show. The donations are what keep the lights on. They help me pay my editor and my executive producer. And they are what keep this sort of thoughtful conversation online for listeners to hear. Um, If you go to patreon.com slash change my mind, that's P-A-T, reon.com slash change my mind. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month. Once you start supporting at $3 or more, benefits start kicking in. You'll get early access to episodes. And if you support at $5 or more, you will become a producer for the show, uh, which basically means that I'm gonna shout you out at the end of every episode. And also you can come to our strategy meetings on Zoom every month if you want. You um Don't have to talk if you don't want to. You can just be a fly on the wall and see how the magic happens uh, or see how the sausage is made, as the case may be. Um, So if you like this show and you like what I'm doing, please consider going online to patreon.com slash change my mind and becoming a supporter. Thanks again to all our listeners and supporters. I really appreciate you. And I will flip you right back over to that conversation you were just listening to. Yeah, and like I said, I find the paranormal fascinating. I've never, I've never actually had a paranormal experience myself, but I do find it fascinating to think about. But at the same time, I so so much of the material I encounter on it, whether you're talking about books or TV shows, is either like breathlessly credulous or like knee-jerkingly skeptical. You know, and that's what I really appreciate about your work <laughs> is you know you you seem to come in with an open mind, but also a healthy skepticism. Um, and I've, you know, I've been watching a lot of your work lately, and I really appreciate that about it. I try to remain skeptical, and I know people, like, they, they, they want to categorize things and think in binary. They want to say, um, you are a believer, you are a skeptic, and it's not that way. Like, I think the people I get along with most don't just jump into the, the believer pool and say, I'll believe everything. Oh, it's, <laughs> you know, I don't require... Uh, a smoking gun evidence on thing because I will accept witness testimony if you've got thousands of people saying the same things and and they're very credible people I I will then say there's got to be something to this phenomenon let's not deny it you know but um, but other people will will try to dismiss all of that and that's kind of the big debate that's gone on for decades with for example UFOs Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've they've tried to explain them away all as simple things like, oh, you saw the planet Jupiter landing in your backyard or, yeah, you know, swamp gas or other balloons. And it gets to the point where the explanations are just 
as silly, as ridiculous as some of the UFO stories. You'll go to that. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, it, it, it's a very, very interesting world. And I always tell people to, you know, stay curious. I have three questions I try to close every episode out with. Um, deep philosophical stuff. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. So, Ben, what is identity? Do you think everybody has an identity? And how do you know your identity? What do you think? Being a sociologist, that was my degree. <laughs> it, it it is a difficult question to say. A sociological perspective is that it's socially constructed. Mm-hmm. That both you and and those in society are going to help you form that reality of what identity is. And so, I do think it's sort of like this circular thing: how you create an identity. Um, there can be identity that you want and that you want to be seen as and a reality that you want to use as lens you know to see life mm-hmm. um but i also think there are absolute um uh, things in in in, uh, in in the the universal laws that also make up parts of identity <laughs> you know like let, let's take for example my height i'm i'm six six <laughs> okay i'm a tall person I can't change that unless, unless I guess you, you surgery and cut my legs off and then I become a short person. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. So in that yeah. sense, there are immutable parts of identity and there are, are a large parts of it that are socially constructed. I don't know if that's uh... so I'm just going to wrap up real quick before I, before we go, can you tell people where they can find your work, where they can find you? Yeah, so um, Ben Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N.com is my website. Um, most of the uh, the shows that we're turning out right now can all be found on Discovery Plus, which is Discovery's app. Um, and some of them run concurrently on Travel Channel. But my social media and all that, I always post what's coming up. And um, thanks, thanks for taking the time. It's a fun yeah. chat. Thank you. I had a really surreal experience in third grade um, when I was growing up, going to a Lutheran elementary school. Um, some of y'all are expecting a horror story about how awful it was going to a religious school. No, it's not, this isn't going to be one of those. Um, my experience there was basically fine. It was fine. Um, but I had a really weird moment um, when I was in third grade. Uh, I was just, you know, talking to some friends. Uh, it was work time, art or something, I don't know. Um, and someone said something about, you know, do you believe in Santa Claus? Do you believe in the Easter Bunny? And I was I was trying to make like an absurdist joke. So I, I said to them, do you believe in Luke Carrington? You know, just like, do you believe I'm sitting here talking to you or whatever? I don't know. And I guess my, my third grade teacher, who was a, a bit of a weirdo, um, she overheard that line from me um, and interrupted. She was just walking by. She interrupted. She says, Luke, that's almost blasphemy. We only believe in God. Um, and to the life of, for the life of me, I'm still kind of wondering what she was talking about in that moment. Um, people believe in all sorts of things, right? Like, I believe the sun will rise tomorrow or whatever, you know, I mean... Um, I have no idea like how out of context she heard me or like 
what she was getting at, like what sort of uh, distinction she was trying to make there. I, you know, I've, I've honestly been wondering about that my whole life. I was too scared at the time to follow up on it, but um, I don't know. That's just one of those random moments from my life that has stuck with me. And if I had to take a stab at it, um, if I had to say, here's what this means, um, and this is most likely not what she meant, but it is what I've taken out of it, is that we use the word believe for way too many things. Um, like, when I say I believe in X, Y, or Z deity, like, I know what that means, right? And I, I, it means I'm trusting my life and my eternity to this deity. I am going to live my life as though I belong to this deity or, or whatever, right? Um, but when we say something like, do you believe in Bigfoot? Like, what does that mean? I mean, all we're saying is, are you of the opinion that Bigfoot exists, right? Um, which is just a bizarre way to think about it when you get down to it. Um, because, you know, I, like, I'm not, I'm not entrusting my life to Bigfoot. I mean, probably someone out there is. <laughs> I'm not. Um, like, my life has very little to do with Bigfoot. Um, very little, <laughs> you know? Um, he comes over for coffee, like, once a week. But, um, no, um, whether or not I am of the opinion of whether Bigfoot exists is very inconsequential. Like, even if I were a Bigfoot hunter, it would be mostly inconsequential. Um, because the question of whether something is real is something that is either true or it isn't. And we can only say, okay, there's good evidence for this or there's not good evidence for this belief is really not part of the equation. Um, and I feel like that's a, a healthier way to think about almost everything, right? Um, it's less about what I personally believe and more about whether there is or isn't good evidence for it. Um, so... Yeah, that's something to think about. Um, I hope that's something you got out of my conversation with Ben. Ben was a really cool guy. Um, thanks for coming on the show, Ben. Really appreciate it. Uh, wish you the best in all your all your many, many pursuits. Um, anyway, that's it for this week. Um, if you like what I'm doing, if you want to support the show, um, please check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash change my mind. Uh, where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month or as much as $5 a month, uh, up to you. Um, if you don't have the cash on hand but want to give me a shout-out, please log on to Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review for the show or a four-star review. We appreciate honesty, but not a three-star review because we don't appreciate honesty that much. Um, 
Anyway, you can contact the show at changedmymindpod at gmail.com. You can check us out on Twitter at changedmindpod. You can find me on Twitter at Luke T. Harrington, and you can subscribe to my Substack, my newsletter slash blog at luketharrington.substack.com. Hope to see you there. Um, our producer on the show is Tamar Harrington, our currently only $5 supporter. Thanks, Tamar. Our executive producer is Blake Collier. Our editor is Jonathan Clausen. And we are presented by Raven Creek Social Club. I'm Luke T. Harrington. Thank you for listening to Change My Mind. And please don't be afraid to change your mind. <laughs>